welcome back to the second segment, episode 131 of Sold with Updike Pew. And today we're going to talk about the four things that homeowners should do in the month of May. Well, we've whittled it down. There's actually a lot. There's more a lot more to do. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but this is only about a ten to fifteen minute segment. So we don't want to overwhelm you, so we've we've narrowed it down to four. And I think it's so important because you know, as we all experienced uh, back in February with the freeze, there was a lot of immediate elements that we saw that were broken and damaged and had to require immediate um, uh, attention. But there's also elements that are just now coming out that we're using that we really want to swing back through and make sure that they're still working. And so one of the first things that we want to talk about is actually getting out there and taking a, an exterior look of the house and a detailed look to the point where you almost need a flashlight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, get, get out and do a really good, thorough exterior inspection on your house. And the other thing too, so, so when you're inspecting things, I think our eyes get accustomed and we glaze over things because we've seen them over and over again. And so this is almost a point where you need to take someone else with you and look at it with them because uh, I used to do an inspection for, at a meatpacking plant in my previous life. And that was one of the things that we had to do every morning. And you could get to the point where you would just glaze over something. Mm -hmm. With the flashlight, it brings a lot more to the table, especially when you're looking under eaves at the top of the roof pitch when you're looking at soffits. These are elements that you really want to look for mm -hmm. and make sure that you don't have the beginning of damage that could really become a problem later, both because of water penetration, but mm -hmm. also because of pests. Absolutely. They're, you know, over, over the course of time, houses move, houses shift a bit. And this is a really good time for you to be able to find all of those places that, that pests can get in. Uh, Michael Bosco was telling us that, uh, a mouse can get in to a hole the size of a quarter. And that does not make me happy. Yeah. Those little boogers, I cannot stand them. And this is the time when they're actually moving around. This is when they're looking for that place where they're going to have their babies. Mm -hmm. So get ahead of it. And it's also interesting, too, because this is when we want to talk about um, the vegetation. Because we've all seen the down branches that happened. But this is also when new growth begins to come out and it actually goes beyond where it should be maintained. Mm -hmm. And I think you had a very uh, interesting episode just three weeks ago yeah, at your house. I, I had carpenter ants and um, the I called uh, a Safe Haven Pest Control, Michael Bosco's company, and asked them to come out and treat for it. And the, the exterminator came out and he determined that they were getting onto my roof because of a tree branch for the neighbor's tree was touching my roof. And he said that carpenter ants are the most opportunistic insects out there. And so they had apparently come off this tree, stepped right down onto my roof, went over to where one of the, I have a metal roof, but mm -hmm. it was where one of the, the uh, penetrations come through. And they had gotten in under that and just started eating away right there at my roof. And right how did you just, how did you realize they were there? Well, it's, I saw that really fine white dust. And there, and it's a lot of it that gets generated in a short amount of time. Yeah, in a very short amount of time. So they they were eating away at my roof. So good thing you caught that. Mm -hmm. And the other thing too is because we are in the springtime, uh, Texas has different termites than what you would say mm -hmm. the Florida has. Yes. And so they do come up, and a lot of times they do come up through vegetation and begin that spawning. And so these are elements when you need to like walk around and make sure, as Jeff said, nothing is touching that roof line because it just takes that one point mm -hmm. of contact. And then your house can be invaded. Yes. So, so that's the, you know, the. Not the, to scare y'all, but I mean. <laughs> you're going to be taken out. <laughs> okay. Anyway, next thing that, that we recommend that you do in the month of May is inspect your sprinkler system. This is the 
point of the year where you're going to begin using it more on, and on a regular basis. And over time, sprinkler heads turn. Over mm -hmm. time, sprinkler heads get broken. Most of the time, your sprinkler system is going off at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Yep. And you don't really see it operate. And so it's a really good time to get out there and run it through every zone. Go out and look at, make sure there's no broken heads. Make sure you don't have any mud places that are coming up where you might have an underground pipe that was broken. Right. And um, make sure that your heads are pointed correctly on it because the, you can re, you can ruin a fence, you can ruin brick, you, you can, can brick. You, I mean, it, if it's if it's spraying directly on something that you want it to, to that you, uh, it, it is not a good thing. It needs to just be going on the yard. Yep. And it's a two-man job. You know, um, we have actually hired, a, after we did that zoning, we actually hired a, a sprinkler um, repairman to come out and take a look at several of the heads. And at one point he said, you have enough sprinkler heads out here to water a football field. Mm -hmm. So that was great because we were able to edit that down. And now we're not. The other thing, too, is that Jeff turned me on to a sprinkler system mm -hmm. that is actually, it was $109 at Home Depot. Mm -hmm. And it's called the Beehive. The Beehive. It was easy to install, but what I like the most about it is that each one of the zones, it wants to know what type of vegetation, and then it also asks you what type of water this vegetation likes. And so it's smart enough to know what's lawn, what shrubs, mm -hmm. what's a cactus garden that doesn't need that much, and then it also helps you plot. One of the other things that I loved about this little thing is that it doesn't have just a rain sensor, but it connects to the Wi-Fi, and it knows when you've just had rain mm -hmm. and not to rain mm -hmm. and not to sprinkle. I thought it was a great. Yeah, I've loved it. It, it makes it, me nervous, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I think it's a really great system, and I've been very happy with mine. I I have two two different controllers on my sprinkler system, mm -hmm. and I had used the Beehive on one for about a year and just fell in love with it. And then that was when I went in and bought the second one for the other area. Yeah. And I love being, you know, being able to, to manage that right there from your, from your app. Yep. And it's also on the phone. So there's a lot of one, two, you can test them quickly. Mm -hmm. That also makes it a lot easier to test because if you know which zone you're standing in, you can do an immediate test mm -hmm. while you're there and make yes. sure that that head is good. Yep. Again, get out there and do this, save yourself some money, save yourself some headache. Get these things done now while it's 67 degrees versus 105 in the summer. Yes. That's where And that doing. actually rolls right into our next thing that you, you should be doing at this point in the year, and it's testing your air conditioning system. The spring is a really good time to have your HVAC company come out and just do a, a seasonal service on it. You know, always make sure you replace your filters, but mm -hmm. make sure the system's running at, at its peak. And... Uh, as you said, you know, if you wait until it gets 90 degrees and then you realize, hey, my AC is not cooling very well, right. you're going to be on a long wait list of people to to get out there to come and, and repair it. So, And I would go ahead and say that as we all have experienced this, um, the gaps in certain supply chains and how things can become expensive, taking, for instance, gasoline. Don't let this happen to the HVAC filters and go ahead and go out there and buy those while they're still there. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I thought was the most interesting I'd ever heard is to actually write the month that each one of those belongs in so that you can keep track of, did I change it or did I not change it? Mm -hmm. So when you walk into your closet, you know that today is May, you know that June is when you need to replace that one. So it keeps things really simple and real easy. So what happens if you get a month off? You're screwed. 
Just kidding. <laughs> you got to throw it away. <laughs> I don't want to throw the, the system off, man. Go to last month, <laughs> right on the next one. There you go. No, just kidding. And last but not least, we uh, want to talk about windows and doors. So windows and doors are one of those things we can talk about the efficiency that they provide energy-wise, sound and noise, but then they also keep out a, the uh, hot air mm -hmm. out and the cool air in, but mm -hmm. they also keep the bugs and little vermins out. Yes. And, you know, a lot of double-pane windows that were put in in the 70s and the 80s, they're, mm -hmm. they're kind of now toward the end of their life. And they Absolutely. lose that vacuum between the two. If they uh, if you bought a fancy one that had argon gas, well, you know, that's all gone now. Uh, but, you know, look at those and, and make a plan for replacing those because, uh, in, and especially if you have single-pane windows, oh, double-pane windows are a tremendous investment in your home. Huge. Not just for, and not just from a, I'll get my money back point of view, but from the, you know, as long as you live there, you're going to be saving so much more money in energy use. Heating, cooling, noise, all of those things. And the other thing too, is that people see that, that fog or that condensation in between the two glasses a lot of times, and they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. It's really simple. It is a window pane that gets replaced. So these are things that you can do if it's not damaged or any other thing has gone wrong with it to just to help maintain your house mm -hmm. it's such a great thing to do yeah it's so simple it really is so i hope that you found those four things helpful uh if you want to see the full list we'll be happy to share all that with you and talk through you know just normal home ownership maintenance and uh, is there anything else you'd like to add today just remember we want to be a realtors for life <laughs>